What's going on, everybody? It's Dot Bets. We're checking back in. We got episode four of On the Dot podcast coming your way. We appreciate you guys tuning in. This is your sports betting podcast that will give you insights and strategies on how to get proven long-term results in the sports gambling industry. As always, we got my co-host at Sidekick Picks. How are we feeling tonight? Real good. We we're finally about to talk about the best division in football. So, as maybe you guys know, Sidekick is a Colts fan, so he might be a little bit biased tonight as we break down the AFC South this evening and we talk about an important aspect of of sports gambling is uh, dealing with failure, and that is dealing with a lot of cold streaks because. I mean, you know it. I know it. We've all been there. They are inevitable. Uh, so we'll give you guys some tips when you are going through them uh, to go ahead and get out of them or uh, don't try to be in them at all. So we'll see. Uh, but before we get going, as always, check out props.cash. Put real-time data behind your picks. Their their service in the props industry right now is Top notch. I would I would put their product against anybody else's uh, in the industry, and we are throwing you guys a promo code on the dot, twenty five percent off the first monthly purchase, and then also we are sweetening the deal as always. We're throwing a month full, a uh, month free of VIP your way, uh, both Sidekick and myself. So. What are you waiting for? Sign up for props.cash. Use that on the dot promo code. All right, let's get into it. Sidekick, I know we've been there before. How do you deal with some uh, failure and some cold streaks? Yeah, that's a, that's a good topic we got today. Um, everyone deals with it a little differently. I think for me personally, it depends on the sport. Um, like with baseball currently, it's such a long season that I'm okay taking a day or two off. Um, I'm also okay with uh, if I don't like the slate to not play anything. Mm -hmm. So especially when you're in that cold streak, trying not to force anything and, uh, and go back to what you found success with. Sometimes I'll even switch up the props that I'm targeting. So especially early on, uh, maybe I don't have success with a certain prop. So maybe I'm just not good at reading, reading, uh, that type of prop. So right. I'll try to find something else that works and uh, try to fine tune that. Like last year, I was really good at no run first inning. And at the start of this season, I couldn't hit any of them. And now it's starting to average out a little bit. So I know I can hit it. So I try to stay the course, but mm -hmm. yeah, backing off um, the number of plays I put out there. That's yeah, that's definitely a smart key there. Uh, one that I want to throw out 
is realizing that the best gamblers in the entire world are really their winning percentage is around 53 to 55%. So if you think about that, they are barely skimming by with, you know, if you're, you're right there and you're, and you're thinking you're going to have a 60, 40, uh, split there. I mean, I, I just find it very, very hard. Uh, and I had to come to realize early on that you're going to just going to lose and <laughs> you just got to deal with it. Bad beats happen. Uh, some close calls happen. They, they, they fall your way. Sometimes they don't. You just got to make sure uh, it doesn't. I, t- I tell the Discord this all the time. Get your emotions out of it. it once you get your emotions out of uh, sports betting, it, it cures so much. Everyone, like Everybody that I've talked to long term, it's like they don't, they don't try to watch the games. They're, like, they're not trying to be live betting every single bet you know, or every single game. You just cannot be successful that way. You've got to take the emotions out of it, and you've got to make sure you're getting the right number. So uh, that's one. You got any other ones you, uh, that you do? Um, I mean, that's that's pretty much the the gist of it is just like with college basketball, I, I know I can cap it pretty well. So I I'm going to play every every slate and like with NFL, it's a little different, too, because you only have a few days a week where you actually cap it. Um, so I think strategies are going to be different with each sport that you're that you're betting. Yep. Great point. Because in football, if you have a losing week, you think about it all oh, yeah. week long. If you have a bad night in MLB, hey, they've got 13 more games tomorrow. Right. You're good to go. So, yeah, 100%. That's, that's a great point there. Um, it does suck when you have a bad week in NFL because you got it just lingers. But remember, take those emotions out. Um, one last thing I want to say, or a couple last things. want to reiterate the motto. I know my guys in the VIP and the Discord know it, that you're only as good as your next bet. So that takes the highs and the lows out of it. We stay the course. We stay even keeled. I used to be a pitcher. Used to get all hot-headed if I sucked in a game. And one one day a coach was like, hey, man, you got to just get your temper under control. And I'm like, okay, sounds good. And he's like, just be even keeled the entire game, no matter what. Don't show any emotions. Yeah. So let's translate that to sports, but then it's worked out. <laughs> um, uh, and then maybe, another maybe one. Have one more tip. Um, yeah. Maybe tracking your bets too. So get on Excel, figure it out a little bit, put down the different types of bets that you're taking, um, and and weed out the ones you're not good at. Yeah. Very true. Yeah. Because. I'm, I got into sport or to prop betting, and that was a whole different ball game. You had to look at a million different right. things to to get well at that, and then you you know you can kind of flip a coin and get a, a money line play, right? You know, for the most part. But when you're going to a props, you you got to have your uh, have your uh, you know you're an analyst, your your your, your stats, your trend, they got to be in line. So yeah, so we will discuss that. On a different episode, we're going to go deep diving in how we attack prop betting. But uh, the last thing I want to say is kind of what Sidekick reiterated first. Uh, it's okay to take breaks. Um, it, it's a mental grind. When you're when you're betting every single day, you know, I know some of us as cappers try to outdo one another. We got you know, subscribers. 
sometimes the best thing to do is just take a one day break, couple day break, whatever it needs to be for you. Uh, hundred percent take that, you know, today I didn't, you know, th- you know, there is a, you know, no, it's a couple days ago. Sorry. The, the all-star game, they, uh, I didn't even look at the lines. Did just didn't even open DraftKings. Didn't open any fan duel, nothing. And it was refreshing. It was so refreshing. So, uh, ready to get back after the MLB there. Um, but you know, just the mental side of betting, always make sure you guys are, uh, able to take a break when needed. All right. So we're dealing with failure. We want to know how you guys deal with it as well. Leave a comment if you're uh, watching on YouTube. Also hit that subscribe button. Uh, and if you're on uh, Spotify or iTunes, hit us up on Twitter. Send us a DM. We'd love to hear from you guys or join the fr- uh, free Discord. All right. To the AFC South. Probably one of the easier divisions to predict as kind of like the AFC East. Um, we got the Colts, we got the Titans, the Jaguars, and the Texans. I'm going to let you start out with your Colts. Let us let it, give us all the knowledge that you have of the Colts, where they finish, why they finish there, and I kind of know exactly what you're going to say here. <laughs> well, I've been kind of heartbroken on the Colts the past couple of years. Every every year, I'm like, this is the year Colts are going to win the division, uh, and Something happens, but this is the year. I think, the, <laughs> I think right. the Colts Colts finally do it. I think uh I think Matty Ice is gonna hopefully he's the answer. I don't think he's gonna throw for insane numbers, but I think he's gonna be um more of a leader and uh kind of what this team needs, and I think he's going to be a really good game manager for him. Yep. You saw Carson Wentz last year. His stats were pretty good, but the dude just – he he wasn't it, and he crumbled under pressure and, and pretty much cost them uh, a chance for the playoffs. So I think I think Matty Ice will be a good fit. Um, a couple of things that uh, scare me a little bit is – there are some changes with this team. Um, they they lost uh, Costanza, uh, a couple of changes on the offensive line. They lost Zach Pascal, uh, who had a pretty decent year last year in terms of catching the ball in the end zone. And I thought that I was I was surprised they didn't bring him back, especially with all the injuries that are around that receiving core. Mm-hmm. So letting him go was kind of a uh, head scratcher but uh, and and then on the defensive side I mean this is this is a solid defensive group but again they lost their safety this offseason mm-hmm. he retired to become a preacher and that's uh, Malik Hooker so mm. um, I think that's going to be a pretty big big hit but they reloaded with Gilmore and they still got Blackman back there who's young and and he'll definitely develop um and i'm pretty excited that they added a little bit more depth with their um their running back group and signing philip Lindsay. i think yeah. i think that's a really really good pickup yep um there were times where heinz just couldn't get it going when heinz gets it going yeah he's he's fun to watch but i think philip Lindsay will be a good uh alternate when he can't get it going 
He, and, he's a uh, great change of pace back for that. Oh team. yeah, I like him. I'm surprised he didn't really get a good uh, look anywhere else. Yeah, I mean, you saw it last year with with the Texans late in the year. He was putting up some numbers, you know, and they were moving the football a little bit. So I I, I don't mind that Lindsey uh, pick up there. Their current over under at DraftKings is ten wins, and they had the third easiest schedule. Minus one seventy five to make the playoffs. I mean, how do you not bet the over here in this division? Right, and I and I think it does go over. Um, like you said, their division's a little weak, mm-hmm. so I think ten wins is pretty, or eleven wins is pretty uh, attainable for this group. Um, so yeah, I I definitely like where they're sitting. I I'm hoping, and I and I was hoping that they would sign a receiver. That's exactly where I was leading that to. Yep. And there's still some out there that they can like Will Fuller would be a good stretch the the field talent. Um, but I know he's got all the injury baggage. Julio Jones is still out there. It'd be nice to see him coming back with Matty Ice. I, I don't know how he's not on the team. I don't understand <laughs> I he, it. I bet he does. He's gotta be, right? That makes too Absolutely. much sense. So I keep asking. I got my buddy at work who's a who's a Colts fan. And I'm always like, when's Julio going to get signed? Come on. We need to get it. We need to get it going. Uh, but no, I, I, I agree there. I'm, I'm leaning. I'm very, very optimistic on this team this year with uh, obviously Jonathan Taylor, uh, the, the two running backs in this division, him and Derrick Henry. I looked at the lines today, plus 450 to lead the entire league in rushing for Jonathan Taylor. Plus six fifty for Derrick Henry. It's going to be one of those two. Yeah, we got to figure out who it is. I'm. I, I would lean Jonathan Taylor. He's just going to get an absolute stupid amount of workload. He obviously number one overall pick in fantasy. Uh, I, I'm. I'm ready to go uh, with uh, all. All on Jonathan Taylor this year. I agree. I know his rushing yard uh, total is really high. I. I was almost considering going under it. It was like fourteen fifty, yeah, fourteen fifty and a half. I that's mean, that's a lot. It is, and with with the signing of Lindsay, like I'm not saying Lindsay's going to steal the show by any means, but I do think he kind of cuts in a little bit, which will be good. Yeah, mm-hmm. towards the down the stretch, he was he was running the ball all the time, so right. they might want to try to manage him a little bit more. And Paris Campbell might be a, a sneaky pick, fantasy wise too. I this guy's plagued by injuries, but he has such a high ceiling that uh, I hope he can stay healthy and 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 show us what he what he's capable of. And mm-hmm. again, um, we didn't talk about this, but they did lose um, Jack Doyle. Yep. So and they they went in the the draft here and drafted a couple guys. So we'll see. Um, Mo Ali Cox will be. Mm-hmm. I like watching him. Big basketball player. Yep. <laughs> he. Uh, what do you think of Michael Pittman, the second year? Or, yeah, second year receiver. I had him. He was my my wide receiver three last year, and he was like a, I was like yeah. just a, a sleeper. I, I picked him up late. Yeah, really good route runner, good hands. Um, I I mean I like him. I think he can definitely emerge to be a number one. It's just having the guy to get him the ball yeah and i think and i I think having other receivers to compliment him would help too yeah 
And, you know, it's Taylor's going to shoulder the load, but Matt Ryan is going to have to win them ball games for sure. They're going to have to find different ways to move the football down the field. Pittman, you're, you're drafting you're, you're drafting pretty high this year, uh, Michael Pittman. It just depends on if they do sign someone else, uh, but I'm, I'm going to double down and make sure you got Pittman on your uh, fantasy football team this year for sure. Definitely. All right, so that's who we think is going to win the AFC South. You have any so, thoughts on that Alec Pierce kid mm, from Cincy? Oh, uh-uh. I didn't look at him. What do you got I there? Think, I think he might be all right too. Um, he was pretty good at Cincinnati last season, and I and they're pretty high on him. So maybe maybe uh, they like him a little bit too much, where they're not going to sign anyone. Right. Yeah. Definitely could be the case. So we'll see how that goes with the Colts. Uh, we'll, we'll go to the team that I think finishes second, and that's the Tennessee Titans, the two-time reigning AFC South champs. Are they going through some type of semi-rebuild? They shipped out A.J. Brown in the offseason. Uh, a stunning move in my eyes. I, I did not understand that. Crazy. And they returned or they got – Traylon Burks on draft night, and he's had terrible OTAs and and reports come out saying he's out of shape, dealing with asthma, all kinds of stuff. I still think he's going to be relevant. He's too good of a receiver not to be. Um, but I think losing AJ Brown is going to be huge for this team. They, you know, someone's got to fill those shoes. I don't know who it's going to be. They did get Robert Woods, which is a nice pickup. How we responds off his injury that's yet to be seen i still think he's gonna catch a lot of a lot of balls this year uh, and they did pick up austin hooper which i think is a very good pickup for him uh Tannehill likes his tight ends i think hooper is going to be relevant in, in fantasy this year but man Tannehill, right he's a question mark for me I, I don't know if i can trust him i like his rushing floor because he does uh he can he can make it happen with his with his legs, but you're gonna he's gonna I think he's gonna dump it off to Derek uh, Henry a lot. What do you think? Yeah. I'm kind of with you on that. You have them second, and I have I'm I'm leaning third. Um, new receiving core. My confidence in Tannehill slipping. Mm-hmm. I think Derek Henry will do what Derek Henry does. Um, Granted, if he stays healthy, um, I do like this defense. I think they're physical, they're tough, and I and I really like um, their head coach too. Oh yeah, I would. I wish the Colts would have snagged him. Like I mean, he just he comes from comes from a winning tree. Yeah, you know, with Belichick, they understand the game. They know how to win ball games. That's why that over under I think is at nine. That's a very good number. It is. I'm not touching it. If I had to pick a number. Or pick a side, I would actually go towards the under. But you know what their strength man, is? I don't know. Is? It, it, it's twelve. It's the twelfth hardest. So it, and they're minus one ten to make the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, I, it's, it's definitely, it's definitely doable. But again, I've been saying for the past couple of years, Colts were going to steal that number one seed. But I, I, I think know. the Colts I just feel weird about this team. Colts have it this year. I, I think there's no question about it. The Colts, if they stay healthy, 
they're they're nobody's touching them. They win this division at least by two games. Yeah. But I think the Titans are good enough, better than these other two teams currently, to finish second. So on on to the team that I think finishes third, whose sidekick thinks surprises the world and finished second. <laughs> the Jacksonville Jaguars. I, I do like this team. I'm putting that on the record. I do like this offense. However, the yeah. defense just has to show me something. It I was targeting both of these two teams, the Texans and the Jaguars, religiously in DFS. I mean, anybody who's playing against them, let's let's put one type of skill player in there. Let's let's stack this team or whatnot. But the the Jaguars in season two of Trevor Lawrence, I think are gonna take a step, a big step forward. You know, ETN's yeah. back from uh, from his uh, preseason injury. They got Doug Peterson as a head coach instead of the the shit show and Urban Meyer. And they're pretty happy about that that hire too. Yeah, I mean, why would you not be? Yeah. Anything anything was better than last year because that was just a circus off the field. And then, you know, oh, I loved it. <laughs> did you? I mean, the I the Urban Meyer drama, absolutely. <laughs> He's he's not one of my he's not one of my guys. No way. I don't think I'd even have a beer with Urban Meyer. No way. I would um, for the story. <laughs> so their over under win total is six and a half. So over is plus one ten, under is minus one thirty. They have the twelfth easiest schedule, plus four fifty to make the playoffs. Are you even putting any money on the playoffs? I don't know about playoffs, but I do think they sneak into that second spot. Their offseason was incredible. Um, this is a really, really deep offensive group. Uh, Receiver-wise, they brought in Zay Jones, uh, Marvin Jones, Christian Kirk. They oh, still yeah. got uh, Chenault. Um, Treadwell's there, and which is surprising that this guy's getting overlooked as James Robinson. Yep. I I was really surprised that they went with Etienne last year just because of the year that um, Robinson had the, the year before. They they just like don't want to trust him, even though like, he puts up numbers. It. Yeah, he puts up numbers, but I think he was undrafted. You know how those front office guys get it. If they're undrafted, they don't want to they don't want to they don't want to force the ball to them. They want to get their guys that they drafted and make sure that they look good. Uh, but another crazy. another pickup that they did they did have was Evan Ingram yeah. as well. So yeah. I mean the skill players, they surrounded Trevor Lawrence with some good pieces. I think they paid way too much money to Christian Kirk, but that's for another oh, yeah. another day. Um so we'll see if Kirk and company uh do well here. I think ETN is the back to own. I know we just talked about James Robinson. ETN, his rushing, his receiving, it's going to be special. You don't I don't think you get this kind of buzz last year. Um, without knowing how much of a beast he's going to be, plus they play together at Clemson, him and Lawrence, so they know they know each other. Him missing a year, I'm not too concerned. The, just the main concern here, why I have him finishing third, is their defense. Uh, so this again might be a very good spot in DFS where we target the Jaguars. We we stack both sides of that game uh, just because I think they are going to be a lot more fast paced than they were last year. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. I think a lot of this. Um relies on trevor lawrence right if, if he can if he can handle the shit then this team's got the the tools to advance pretty far so mm -hmm. yeah yeah two uh 
two quarterbacks, Mac Jones, and then you got uh, Trevor Lawrence. Let's see what both of them can do in year two. All right, so we'll finish up with the the, the Houston Texans. I don't know if anybody that I've seen articles on are very high on this team. I don't know how you could be high on this team. I think they're just in like a constant, we don't want to win ever mode <laughs> for like the last several years. It is, it's mind blowing. Um, they are currently have their over unders win total at four and a half, which four and a half is hard to do. Um, so plus 110 on the over, minus 120 on the under. I would love to say the over. But man, I I don't I don't even know where to start. They have the fifth toughest schedule. What do you think about the Texans? What everyone else thinks about the Texans? <laughs> <laughs> Is there any hope? No. <laughs> I mean, um, they their receiving core is not terrible. Brandon Cooks still pretty decent. Um, <sighs> Philip Dorsett is average. They went and got John Mechie in the draft. Yep. So I wonder how he's going to do. Um, got Nico Collins, Chris Conley. I mean, these guys are just not proven besides Brandon Cooks. And then they have – then they said, you know what, we're going to put all of our faith in Davis Mills. And that was a little bit more shocking. I thought, you know, with all the Baker and everything like that, yeah. maybe maybe they would have taken a chance on Baker – they said, screw it. We're going to roll with Davis Mills. Yeah, he, he had flashes last year of being good, but it was also just a lot of, I feel like it was a lot of garbage time where he got to be able, he was able to throw it a little bit more than normal. Um, they're, they're, they're running back, you know, that they bring, they brought in uh, Damian Pierce. I think if you're in a dynasty league, you, you really like him. He's going to be the lead back eventually this Maybe. season. Maybe. I know. We got a we have a biased Colts fan here that thinks Marlon Mack will be relevant. So he's back. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. I, I I think Mack and Burkhead are in the mix to start out, and I'm I would think Damian Pierce takes this backfield over. I don't know if Marlon Mack gets going. <laughs> he he was good in it. I was upset when they drafted Jonathan Taylor. I'm not even gonna lie. Wow. Well, You're still because mad? Marlon Marlon Mack was he was, was good. Work. Yeah, yeah. Oh I'm yeah, he they, was good. I'm glad they did. That's why I'm not in that spot. <laughs> so, all right. So that that's the extent of the Texans. I I don't know what else to tell you guys. They're they're a team that I'm not very high on. I don't want anybody, maybe besides Damian Pierce or Brandon Cooks, on my fantasy football team. We'll see if there's another receiver that pops up. I didn't look at any of their prop totals because I didn't like. I'm just not going to. Uh, the only play that I'm potentially going to go after is um, Henry to have the most rush yards. So plus it was plus 650. So or, or lead the league in touchdowns at uh, or or is over on touchdowns. Sorry, over 13 and a half. So I think he's gotten 11, and then he had eight, 11 and 18, and then he didn't have much last year because he got hurt. Uh, but I think he can get to that 14 or 15 mark this season. He's going to be their offense, plain and simple. They're going to give it to Derrick Henry whenever uh, uh, possible in the goal line. So that'd be the only one uh, that I'm truly uh, going to go after is targeting Derrick Henry. Like Sidekick was saying earlier, Taylor's 
rushing total number is very high. You could take the under. I don't know if that's a comf- that wouldn't be a comfortable under. I'm, I'm yeah. I, I would be, I would be on myself. I don't want to take it because I want him to, <laughs> right to break the record. So yeah, then you could always take Derrick Henry, see how uh, the for the total rushing yards in the season to lead the league. Uh, you could take Derrick Henry or Taylor first, and then kind of hedge each other throughout the season, something like that. But I, I, I'm not doing much of that. I'm just going to do. Uh, uh, the over 13 and a half touchdowns for Derrick Henry. I think a good look too for this division. Um, since we're pretty confident on Colts finishing first, mm-hmm. pretty confident in Texans finishing last. Uh, you can do exact order. You can do yeah. you can do uh, Colts first, Jacksonville second, uh, Tennessee third, and then Houston fourth. And then you can flip the two and three. And and if I mean if it, if you get the first and the last one right, you're going to make a little bit of money on it. So Yeah, which the first and last should definitely hit. I I got I looked this morning and the exact order Colts, Titans, Jags, Texans is plus 260 on DK. So that's a little bit I would say pretty good value plus 260. It's not terrible. Um but I, I don't know what the I don't know what it was for the Jags. If the Jags got second, I think it jumped up to like Maybe 400, 500. I think it's more. Is it more than that? Yeah. Um, it is. Sorry, they have a million things on here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Trying to take I everybody's think, money. I think I saw it at plus 900. Plus like 900. It. So, yeah, you definitely see. A, oh, there see it is. A, yep. Plus 900 for, 900. Wow. for Jacksonville to finish second in that mix. So nope. if you take it, you're gonna you're gonna profit. Yeah, you should. You take you definitely both. should. Yeah, yeah. But I, I I'm I'll stick with that Colts Texans Jags or Colts Titans Jags Texans for plus two sixty. So that's how we'll end it. Uh, next show we will go over uh, what we call our process of of how we establish our bets. The following show will go over our how we attack prop bets. Uh, and then we'll break down the NFC East as well. So we'll go over our process, how we go about it, and then we go over the crazy NFC East. I think that division is going to be very, very competitive, like it always is, but even more this uh, this coming year. So any final uh, words, side? I'll just keep uh, tuning in each week, supporting us as we grow. Uh, we definitely appreciate it. And if you have anything you want to talk about, definitely put it in there and we'll discuss it. Maybe it'll be a topic that we uh, come on the show and, and handle too. So, yeah, we'd love to do uh, some Q and A's. If anybody wants to throw them in there, uh, join the free discord, hit us up on, uh, on Twitter or leave a comment on YouTube. After you watch the video podcast, uh, throw it in there, and we'll discuss it next time on the uh, on the show. So we appreciate you guys tuning in. As always, we'll be back.